So if you can please turn with me in God's word to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. Want to read verses 1 down to verse 4. Isaiah chapter 26 verses 1 through to verse 4. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord for ever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. In Isaiah chapter 26, the prophet Isaiah is primarily addressing the southern kingdom of Judah and the city of Jerusalem. When Isaiah penned these words, he was thinking about God's people 100 years down the line that would be taken into captivity by the Babylonian invasion. They would be captives in a strange land for 70 years, surrounded by a pagan society living in an ungodly environment. But we must never forget the reason why God permitted or sent them into captivity. It was due to their own sin and their constant rebellion against him. The prophet many times called upon God's people to turn from their backsliding ways, their prideful ways, but they refused to repent from their sin. They refused to return and worship the Lord. However, as they went into Babylon or going into Babylon, God gave them the promise that they would return to their homeland. And God willing, whenever we begin our study soon in the book of Ezra, we'll see how that unfolds because Isaiah prophesied that Cyrus, king of Persia, would be used of God to be the instrument to bring about the people coming out of captivity back to their homeland. And that's found in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 28 and 45, verse 1. You can also read Ezra chapter 1 as well. And we look at that in a few weeks' time, no doubt. But it is a wonderful account how God providentially and sovereignly moved to bring about the return of his people. But the point is this. God had a word for the people as they would go into Babylon and a word that they could keep through Babylon. God's mercy was that of perfect peace. He gave them a song to sing about Jehovah. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And even in Babylon, they had the writings of Jeremiah. If you read that in the book of Daniel, where they could go through Jeremiah's writings, And they could take what God gave Jeremiah and they prayed over that word. And so what a wonderful thought that is. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Isaiah desires the Lord's people to know that in the midst of their despair and in the midst of their darkness, there is perfect peace. He's challenging their minds to consider Jehovah, even while now they're backslidden and going into Babylon. Yet in Babylon, 
Keep your mind, get your mind upon the Lord because he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusteth in him. And so what a word for our heart even tonight. Child of God, that in the darkest of days, the most distressing of days, whatever it is you're going through in your life, why there is the context this was given in, but yet the application is very wide to your own various situations. That will keep him in perfect peace. You may have a health situation, a financial struggle, something to do with work or housing, whatever that may be. And yet you can trust upon the Lord. Notice some simple thoughts in this verse. There is the substance of perfect peace. That will keep him in perfect peace. The words perfect peace in the Hebrew read peace, peace or shalom, shalom. And this is emphasizing this particular peace. It is a real peace. It is a lasting peace. It is perfect peace. Peace, peace. Shalom, shalom. It's not a peace. It's not a peace that is based upon circumstances. Rather, it is a perfect peace that the child of God has as he trusts in the Lord. Now, the unbeliever knows nothing of this perfect peace. Because the peace that the world gives is temporal. It comes and goes. It changes with every circumstance. When things are going well, men claim they are at peace with themselves. However, when things are not going well, then they are unrestful and there is an uneasiness. We learn that they have no peace with God. In fact, Romans chapter 3 verse 17 says, The way of peace have they not known. Even Jeremiah, as he proclaimed about the false prophets in Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 11, they proclaimed a message, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And so they presented a false peace, a false gospel, telling the people not to worry about your sin. You have peace, there is peace. When all the time those who dwell in sin, naturally, they have not peace with the Lord. And so upon examination, the substance of men's peace is imperfect, faulty. It's upon feelings, emotions, possessions, success, comforts, how they term things at that time. But the peace mentioned here by Isaiah, a peace delivered, a message delivered by the Lord, is a peace that is perfect. It is a peace that rests upon the Lord not upon men. It's a peace that depends upon who the Lord is, not upon the situation that one finds themselves in. And so the child of God has this perfect peace because this perfect peace is found in the Savior. And Isaiah encourages the people. He guides them to think upon the messenger of the everlasting covenant of grace the saviour the lord jesus christ you remember the evening before the crucifixion when christ was with his disciples in the upper room we read in john chapter 14 verse 27 peace i leave with you my peace i give on to you not as the world giveth give i on to you 
And so there the Lord was making the distinction that the peace I'm giving you, it's not as the peace of the world, because the peace of the world ebbs and flows. It depends upon circumstances and changing of things. But the peace I give unto you is an everlasting peace, an unchanging peace. It's a peace that causes a stillness in the soul. Christ was preparing his disciples for the time when he would go to the cross to purchase an everlasting, a perfect peace for his people. Because that was the very reason, the purpose of Christ coming into a world full of unrest and sinners at war with God. Remember at the birth of Christ, the angels proclaimed that great message, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And so the whole point is, true peace is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Without Christ, there is no perfect peace. There is no shalom, shalom. The world may try to obtain peace another way, but there's no true peace apart from Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. Christ is our peace. Colossians 1, verse 20. There's peace through the blood of his cross. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Being justified or pardoned, declared righteous by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What a word for a day of trouble. What a word for a day of uncertainty. Christ is our peace. And therefore let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The substance of this peace, it rests upon the Lord himself, not on your situation. But notice secondly, the source of this peace. Having identified what this peace actually is. Now we understand why Isaiah states, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. The words, thou wilt, they refer to God. It's God himself who gives this perfect peace and it's God who keeps his people in this perfect peace. The word keep means to guard, to protect, to preserve. In fact, this word keep is also translated in Psalm, uh, in Psalm 31 verse 23. The Lord preserveth the faithful. And that's the same meaning. The Lord keepeth the faithful. The Lord guardeth the faithful. Again, Psalm 32, verse 7. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble or keep me from trouble. Protect me, guard me. And so Isaiah is stating, <clears throat> it is the Lord who keeps and guards his people in this peace. He is the faithful watchman of the soul. He warns his people of danger. It is God alone who has all power to preserve his people. And so here is a promise for the people going into Babylon. God would preserve them. God would keep them. They would remain there for 70 years. God would accomplish his own divine purpose in the lives of his people. 
and he would keep them in perfect peace. As their mind rested upon the Lord, he would keep them, he would guard them, he would watch over them in this perfect peace. And we read of that, don't we, in the book of Daniel, a man who rested upon the Lord, even when there was great trouble, even the the Hebrew children about going into the fire, how they trusted upon the Lord. Through Babylon, the Lord kept his people in perfect peace. He guarded them. He watched over them. And even Nebuchadnezzar, whenever he had those flames uh, heated hotter, didn't he say, was there not three in that fire? And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Was there not three in that fire? And now there's a fourth. I go unto the Son of Man. Because the Lord watches and guards over his people. He keeps them in that peace. And that ought to thrill our heart that whatever it is you go through, something devastating, and I know among God's people generally, even in our own denomination, there are those who've even heard this week of diagnoses of cancer and different things, and yet the Lord keeps his people in peace. The Lord keeps and watches over and preserves his people in such times. They can never feel, they can never fall from his care, his love, his grace. Again, the Lord said to his people in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. So there's the Lord's thoughts upon his people are peaceful. He keeps them in peace. He watches over them in peace. He guards them. He preserves them to give them an expected end. That word expected, Expected end means to give expectation, hope for the future. And what was that hope for the future? It was that God would bring them back out again. And what is our hope for the future? It is that one day whenever we leave this scene of time, we will enter into glory. The Lord will bring us out of the captivity of this world and into our home in heaven God watches over his people. He puts his hand upon his people. And so as they would go into Babylon, here was the message for them. The Lord will keep them, keep you in perfect peace. He will guard you. He will preserve you. And they were to learn, and we must learn this as well. We must always trust God, even when we can't trace God. He's either... God over all, or not God at all. And rest assured, God will keep, preserve his people every step of the way. He is our hope and our peace now and for the future. And what a thrill that was. The source of peace, it comes from him. He will keep us, guard us, preserve us in this peace. Give us that peace of mind, that peace of walk, that peace of thought. But notice thirdly, the support of perfect peace. When the children of Judah learned that their enemies would destroy the city and take them as prisoners, there was this sense that would God really allow this to happen? They'd been living in their sin. They'd been in a backslidden state. Jeremiah and others had proclaimed the message. Isaiah had proclaimed the message. Would God really send the Babylonians? And of course, the Lord did. 
And so they began to question God's love, his care, his promises towards them. Their minds were bombarded about wrong thoughts about God. And of course, whenever we're not walking with God, whenever we're not depending upon the Lord, then we will always have wrong thoughts about the Lord. And so Isaiah wants the people's mind focused upon the Lord. You're going into Babylon because of your sin. But I want you to learn there's a word from God to hold on to. To have your mind focused upon him. Because he will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. During times of deep distress. One can often question the ways and the love of God. Our mind works overload trying to work out every single detail and we do not have high and holy thoughts of God we question his purpose his ways his plans but our thoughts are not his thoughts his ways are higher than our ways and so we need to guard our mind we need to protect our mind we must have our mind focused upon him and that's what Isaiah is saying To have your mind stayed upon him. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind, their thoughts, their imagination, their thought life, their thought process. Has stayed upon him. That means to uphold, to sustain. Means to fix your mind upon the Lord. Whatever circumstance you're going into. Whatever trial, whatever trouble. Fix your mind upon the Lord. Don't allow your mind to question the Lord. Don't have your imagination run wild and doubt the Lord. Rather, fix your mind, stay your mind, uphold your mind upon the Lord. Because the Lord uh, watches over his people. The Lord upholds his people. Again, Psalm 37, verse 17. The Lord upholdeth or sustains the righteous psalm 119 verse 116 uphold thou me according to thy word psalm 145 verse 14 the lord upholdeth all that fall and riseth up all those that are bowed down and so are you bowed down with a load of care the lord is able to sustain you to uphold you, to help you, to lead you, to guide you on. Have your mind fixed upon the Lord. Dwell upon the word of God and the word of, dwell upon the God of the word and the word of God. Delight thyself in the Lord. Even as King David encouraged himself in the Lord and as Joshua who meditated upon the Lord. Fix your mind upon him. Again, we learn Corey Ten Boom, the author of The Hiding Place, wrote this here. The blacker the night grew around us, the brighter and truer and more beautiful burned the word of God. If you look to the world, you will be distressed. If you look within you will become depressed. If you look to Christ, you will find rest. And that's what it is 
in times of trouble, look to the Lord. Thou will keep him. He will keep you in perfect peace. In shalom, shalom. Whose mind is fixed, is stayed upon him. You may get the most devastating news this week. You may get something that will change your day. You may get something that will just cause you to wonder. But here's a word the Lord says. He will guard you. He will keep you in perfect peace. Because he gives this peace. Keep your mind upon him. Because notice finally the strength of this perfect peace. Because he trusteth in thee. Trust in the Lord. That's what something the people were not doing. They were not depending upon the Lord. They were not resting upon the Lord. They were resting upon their idols. Upon their imaginations. Upon their own wicked ways. And so the message is in Babylon. The Lord will keep you in perfect peace. The one who stays his mind upon him. Because he trusts in the Lord. The word trusteth means to depend upon. Reliance means to draw strength from. And so as you have your mind fixed upon the Lord. You will draw strength from him. As you rely upon the Lord. You will be strengthened. This word trusteth. Is the picture really of, uh, uh, it's a terminology used of a wrestler's term, means to throw upon. It's when you get your opponent and you throw them on the mat, and then as the opponent is on the mat, you jump upon them and you put all your weight upon them to keep them down. And that's what it means. It means to put everything upon the Lord, to trust fully upon Him, depend fully upon Him. Him. Trust ye, as verse 4 says, in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. In the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Those words literally mean, in Jah Jehovah is the rock of ages. And we sing that song, don't we? Rock of ages, cleft for me. Or, There's other songs as well that go along to those particular words. I'm hiding in thee, thou blessed rock of ages. He is the rock of ages. Like a rock that is strong, so Christ is stronger. He is the rock of our salvation, unmovable, unbreakable, unshakable, unchangeable, secure. A rock that stands every storm. Christ is a rock, our provision. And we hide in him. That was the message Isaiah was telling the people. You will be going into Babylon. But in Babylon, the Lord will guard you. He will keep him in perfect peace. He will guard, he will preserve you in perfect peace. Whose mind, whose imagination, whose thoughts are stayed or rested upon him. Because he trusts in him because he depends upon him therefore trust in the rock of ages because in Babylon even in that 70 years they were put through many situations 
that they needed to trust in the Lord. And we've mentioned some already, like Daniel, you remember even, take Daniel's life, when he was thrown in to the den full of lions. Daniel had to trust in the Lord. And you imagine being thrown into that uh, that den full of lions. No doubt you may be fearful. If you went to London Zoo or any other zoo and you were thrown into the lion's den or a den full of lions, no doubt you'd be fearful. What's this lion going to do to me? And yet Daniel was thrown in and yet he had this perfect peace because the Lord preserved him. The Lord guarded him. He watched over him. And Daniel's mind was stayed upon the Lord. He was a man full of prayer. Whereas the Hebrew children, as we've mentioned already, what did they say? And again with Daniel, they all had this thought. Throw me into the fire. Throw me into the den of lion's den, whatever it may be. Our God is able to deliver us. God guarded them. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. And therefore believer. Whatever it is you go through. Whatever challenge comes before you. Trust in the Lord. Depend fully upon him. For his name's sake. Amen.